Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome back to Mariana Thinks Food. I hope everyone had a wonderful holiday season. It was weird at best, but now we're back, and so things must continue as per usual. And that's why here is your regularly scheduled programming. Today's podcast will be on sustainability, and specifically, obviously, in the food world. What does sustainability mean? Um, how can I be more sustainable? And really, where is the world going? Because things are getting a bit crazy around here. We all had high hopes for 2021, but who knows? Maybe it's going to be a repeat of 2020. On a more jolly note, let's talk about sustainable food. My friend, the internet has a plethora of information. Among the definitions I found was... A sustainable food system is a type of food system that provides healthy food to people and creates sustainable environmental, economic, and social systems that surround food. The UN goes on to define it as something that has to be profitable throughout, so it has to be economically sustainable. It has to be beneficial for society as a whole, so socially sustainable. And it has to also be positive or have a neutral impact on the environment environmentally sustainable. The European Union scientific advice mechanism defines it as a system that promotes safe, nutritious, and healthy food of low environmental impact for all current and future EU citizens in a matter that itself also protects and restores the natural environment and ecosystem services. It goes on to say that it's also just and fair and socially acceptable and inclusive. It is no wonder to me that no one has any idea what it means because it means everything. It has to be great. It has to be sustainable. It has to work. It has to be profitable. It also has to be cheap so everyone can do it. And it has to be just and fair. And as everyone listening to this knows, nothing is just and fair and perfect, acceptable and inclusive. So since I live in reality, I'm going to go through a few things that we can do to be more sustainable, or at least what I think makes us more sustainable members of society in the food world. Number one, reduce food waste. A third of the food that is produced is being wasted, and it's been going on for quite some time, and we know that it's happening. Why haven't we been able to solve it? Well, there are a lot of things at play. One, there's food safety. Most countries and most individuals would agree that it's security and health of its, the individuals that live in that country, that's a priority. And so in order to do that, governments have put in all these rules that put expiration dates and control the production and distribution of products so that things are going from point A to point B in refrigerators if they have to, or making the time from production to consumer shorter so that in order to minimize any kind of bacteria growth. Uh, and a lot of these things have been put in place for the health of the individual. But what happens is that in order to be safer, uh, things are very conservative. And so, for instance, yogurt, it's a fermented food. It's already gone bad, quote unquote. Why do we need to have an expiration date on it? Also, eggs, they have a sell-by day. And that's really confusing to consumers. Because 
they don't know that that actually means that when the supplier of the eggs comes to the store and sees that the cartons haven't been sold, they have to take it back. It doesn't mean that the eggs are bad. It's just part of the kind of filling the shelves process and making sure that things that are on the shelf are being sold. But this all presents a huge problem because one, we have expiration dates on things that shouldn't have them. So people are throwing very good food out, um, thinking that these guidelines are correct. And two, there are a lot of contradictions and no one really teaches you anymore what these things mean. Like you don't have any home economics classes at school that will tell you, okay, this is information that will be useful for your everyday life. Who doesn't buy eggs every week? So these things contribute to food waste. Also, grocery stores want to sell the most beautiful produce available. And if you go to a grocery store and it doesn't look nice, then you probably won't go again. So we as consumers also have to retrain ourselves that things don't have to be perfect. Bananas don't have to be perfect. Tomatoes don't have to be round in a specific size. And once we address these things, then maybe grocers will be able to sell things that are not perfect. And that will also reduce waste because if that tomato is not perfectly round and red when it gets to the grocery store, it's going to be thrown out because it hurts their brand as a grocer. We also have this problem where we buy too much and then we don't use everything we buy. So we either let food spoil or we prepare too much or we actually eat too much, which is a problem in a lot of developed countries where people are consuming extra calories um, and then serving themselves extra or restaurants provide people with a ton of food that they physically cannot eat. And that obviously gets thrown out. So right now we have wasted food from expiration dates on things that technically don't need to have expiration dates sell-by dates confusing people and making them think it's expiration dates. Third, we have, we want perfect food. And so grocers are encouraged to sell perfect food and therefore anything that is not perfect gets thrown out. And then fourth, we're buying too much or not utilizing what we have in an appropriate manner. And that goes also to restaurants that give ginormous portions uh, that are physically impossible to eat. And so we need to encourage society and say like either you serve a smaller portion or you find a system where like you take that food home and you can have a second meal or you can repurpose it for something, but throwing it out shouldn't be the default. It should actually be shameful because we're wasting food. There are 2 billion people in the world 2 billion people who are food insecure. And in the U.S. alone, there are around 35 million people who are food insecure. This means that there are 35 million people in the United States that don't know when and where their next meal will come from. And this is the land of excess and so much food. And by learning about expiration dates and how to detect whether food has gone bad or not before we throw it out, or learn the difference between sell-by dates and expiration dates, or manage our meals better and not waste food, 
These things won't necessarily make it so that these 2 billion people aren't food insecure, but it can change the food system. If people are demanding less and higher quality food, then you will change the dynamics of the system. Overproduction of food could be redistributed to people who don't have food or places that were overfarmed will cease to be farmed and that land can regenerate. And so our world can start regenerating. And this leads me to the environmental aspect of sustainable food. Sustainable agricultural practices are essential if we want our future generations to be safe, have food, and have drinking water. The world is getting warmer. Polar ice caps are melting. This causes shifts in agricultural production and bioavailability and diversity, and as well as changes in weather patterns where there are areas that used to never flood and are flooding all the time, or there are constant natural disasters. Puerto Rico, where I'm from, they've had a massive hurricane a few years ago that they have yet to fully recover from. And these things will keep on happening if we don't do something to slow it down, because that's what we can do, right? We can slow it down because we're the ones that have caused this whole thing to accelerate. And it's not just me saying this, like it's proven, it's science and It's not that science has ever been incorrect, but there are enough people in the world and there is enough evidence to show that we are to blame for the world getting warmer and the polar ice caps melting and bioavailability decreasing. And why does this affect me, you may ask? That's a great question, listener, audience member, and Mariana Thinks Food follower. Well, this means that our access to food in the future can change. And this causes wars and a lot of civil problems. Imagine 1500s starvation, people decided to take boats to somewhere beyond. They didn't know where they were going and they reached the Americas. So that kind of crazy behavior only comes out of starvation and wanting to find something beyond what you have, which it did lead to innovation and a lot of good things. But I don't know about you, but I'm not ready to be sent to Mars. So let's try to keep this world livable just for the time being and maybe like a few thousand years. Thank you. Um, I'll continue on with my little helpful tips. Go for organic food, for local food, things that are from your continent at least. Try to make the distance from the farm to your plate shorter if you can and if it's affordable to you. Obviously, we always have a choice and we might want an avocado or we might want a papaya, something that is not from our environment, but Try to make choices where like not everything you're eating is exotic fruit um, because then you have to have people producing that and then shipping that to you. And then there's a transport and then there's everything like the cooling 
containers that that comes in. And then there's all the wasted food in the process that they have to throw out. And then there's all the wasted food that is in the grocery store, because that also sometimes has to be thrown out if the avocado isn't perfect, you know, um, or perfectly ripe for you to consume it. So just be mindful, try to keep it local when you can, and if you can. So if you have the choice and you have the money to do it and make this choice, please go for things that are organic. It's also better for your health because you're not putting any extra chemicals in them, but also you're promoting better treatment of soil or alternative practices that don't use a lot of chemicals. And this will be good for you and good for the planet. Win-win. This leads me to my third point on sustainable diets. So, Now you go to the grocery store and there's organic food and there's GMO free and there's a wild caught and hormone free and gluten free and lactose free and all this free and except it's really expensive to go to the grocery store or at least that's what we think because we're being marketed a lot of stuff and then we buy an eight euro or eight dollar pint of ice cream and we're like yay I have ice cream but really if you think about it for eight euros or eight dollars you can buy quite a few things. You can buy some beans and some rice and maybe a pumpkin and you could feed maybe eight people with that. Um, Instead, we get a pint of ice cream that we can eat by ourselves. Just not, not gonna call any names out, but we can. And I'm not here to say that we shouldn't have ice cream or indulge because I like ice cream. I'm saying that Keep balance in your diet, whether it be sweets and not sweets or sustainably sourced food or things that are unprocessed mostly and then some few things that are processed and this will be good for your health and also good for the environment. The less processed it is, the less goes into the production distribution and everything that goes into it. And that also leads to this next factor in the food world, meat and animal products. If you're gonna buy chicken, buy the whole chicken, roast the chicken, and use every part of the chicken. Use the bones for stock, use the chicken breast for one dish, and then the thighs for another, or um, meal prep, or freeze what you don't eat for future meals. Be mindful of what you're buying, and also see how you can use every piece of the animal. If you're gonna eat animals, because that's something that it has been in the news a lot and it's a hot topic now, this whole thing about should I eat meat? Does that make me not sustainable if I eat meat? And given that you're at this point, it means that you've been listening for a while. So you know that this whole sustainable topic is quite complicated. So this isn't black or white. The world as a whole should decrease its meat consumption because there are a lot of inputs that go into producing not that much food. And that's the argument that people have. It's like, well, it takes two calories of feed for every one calorie of chicken that you get out for consumption. And so if people were consuming the soy or the corn that was going to the chicken and can now go to the consumer, then actually we'll have more food and more calories to go around. That I agree with but to a certain extent, because we can't all just be consuming soy products. We need a variety of foods and eating animals 
is still something that we do. And so if and when we do it, we just should be mindful. We don't need to eat as much as we're eating because in the developed world, people are over-consuming animals and that is unnecessary for your health and sometimes detrimental. But this overconsumption is what's leading a lot of producers to increase production and cut corners because people push the price down and so they want cheaper food. And the only way you can provide cheaper food is if you're cutting corners in some way. So animals are fed a lot of feed with a lot of fat and a lot of grains that they shouldn't be eating. And then eventually they live less because they reach maturity much quicker so that they have to be taken care of less in these production facilities. And so then you eat this food that has been fast-tracked to you and it's not a good quality food. It's not very nutritious in the way that an organic grass-fed cow would be. And it's actually causing a lot of environmental issues because they have too many animals in specific small places where there's a lot of runoff and that runoff, it contaminates water. And so there are communities that have contaminated water and they're drinking that and they're getting diseases. And that affects also other agricultural lands and contaminates the environment even kind of sewer systems. And it's super complicated at this point because people want meat and they want it cheaply and they want also this industry to continue as it was and people are scared of change. But change is coming, whether we want it or not. So how can we adapt and how can we minimize the detrimental effects on our health, on our world, on our earth? Just... Start swapping out meat for something else. And when you do eat meat, treat it as a special occasion. And as you probably heard in my protein podcast, we only need between three and four ounces of meat or protein products, um, which is around 150 grams. And that's enough. We don't need an eight ounce steak, a quarter pounder, like all these things, like it's excessive and Not only are we wasting food, but we're also encouraging an unsustainable food system. That being said, I do eat meat, but I do it in a way that is particular to me. I buy a whole chicken. I cook the chicken. I have a meal. I use the bones. I make a stock. And I literally take every single nutrient out of this chicken. Not only do I see that as sustainable, but it's also very nutritious, which bonus point. So to sum up, how can we be a part of this whole sustainable food system that seems to be about everything? Well, let's reduce waste together. Let's create more awareness on expiration dates, on when food is actually bad and when we should throw it out or when it's safe to eat. Also, eat what you need not what you want, because that can also be shared with someone else, or you can have it for another meal. And it's more economical for you because you won't be spending so much on food, but also it's going to be better for the environment because the world will need to produce less food. And then we can give back some land to regenerate, or we can even give that food to people who are food insecure. 
And lastly, be mindful of what you eat. If you're going to eat animal products, enjoy it. Buy a good quality piece of meat in a smaller portion, share it with friends, and be thankful to Earth for all the bounty that it has provided. And with that, audience members of my podcast, Mariana Thinks Food, thank you for listening. Let's all try to be a little bit more sustainable, a little bit more mindful, and enjoy our food because it's tasty, delicious, nutritious, and a gift from the earth. So thank you so much. I hope you have a great 2021. I look forward to my future podcasts. I've been doing a new nutrition course on micronutrients, and that will come up soon. But in the meantime, if you have any requests on topics or things you want me to research, please let me know. DM me on Instagram or send me an email or go to my blog. And I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you. And until next time.